Hello and welcome to What's the Takeaway podcast. We are so pleased that you're joining us, Julie, Danielle and myself, Jacqueline, as we chat about faith, life and everything in between. Our prayer is that God shows you what's the takeaway he has for you on your journey with him through each episode. Hi, thanks for joining us. This is episode 11. In most of our episodes, we have kind of banded around the word obedience, haven't we? Um, it's came up so many times already and I think it's fair to say that we've been called to obedience. And I've even heard it say that obedience is God's love language. Mm. Luke 11, 28 says... It's interesting. Bliss. Obedience is God's yeah. love language. Sorry, that, I just never heard that before. Obedience mm-hmm. all that. the time. I actually, love yeah. that. That's you know, you know, if you are my children, you will obey my word. You know, um, just so obedience is better than sacrifice. That's one of my yeah. favorites on yeah, obedience. There we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. So bless. Look, eleven twenty eight says, "Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it." Mm. So not just to hear the word of God, but to hear the word of God. Mm. And keep, keep it. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really important. So today we're going to look at examples of obedience versus disobedience. So Danny, let me come to you. Can you give me an example of yes. obedience and then one of disobedience? Yeah, so me? we're going to give you a biblical example, right? Yeah. So a biblical story. So one of my favorite stories that I really discovered recently, and I'm still trying to unfold it. Like there's lots of there's lots of layers to Bible mm-hmm. stories, aren't there? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So the first layer of this story is about obedience, and it's about the woman from Tacoma. Mm-hmm. And the word Tekoa, so just so you know, Tekoa was a region in Israel. It was a region that King David um, was also part of, like, overseeing as well. So just if you're kind of looking for a biblical reference, if you go into your Bible and you look up Tekoa, you'll find a little bit about it. But the word Tekoa actually means trumpet, which I actually think when we hear the story about this wise woman from Tekoa, I actually see her as a trumpet. Like she's coming out and she's sounding out some truth to David. And she's quite wise about how she ends up doing it. Um, and the story is found in Second Samuel chapter 14. And there's a myth about Tekoa, about the actual place. So just so you know, the actual, the prophet Amos comes from Tekoa. So that's kind of an interesting thing. But one of the myths regarding Tekoa is that it was so rich with oil, with um olive trees that apparently the earth just oozed olive oil so I think this is wow. I think this might be a myth I'm not sure mm-hmm. maybe I mean I've never seen anything like this but I was actually thinking the only thing I could relate to this was um, in California we have a thing called La Brea tar pits mm-hmm. and the pits are so rich with tar that when you mm-hmm. would walk like it would come to the surface the tar would bubble to the surface mm. so I don't know if maybe it is possible that there could be so many olive trees in one part of the world that the, the earth would actually drip with it mm-hmm. and there's a prophecy over one of the um, prophets where it says that he would dip his foot in oil and it's about Tekoa. Um, I think it has something to do with um, oh uh, Asher. I can't remember. But anyways, so point being is that the myth around this community is that the olive oil is what made them wise or it was a sign that they were wise or a (laughs) symbol that they were wise and it was so rich with olive oil that they they could practically bathe in it. So in so that's like our setting of, of the place mm-hmm. that she comes from. And so she's part of the story where David, um, David has a son and his son um, violates one of his daughters. I'll mm-hmm. just go with that word because that's a, a, a it's a strong story. You have to go look it up. But he violates one of his daughters. He actually violates his half sister mm-hmm. and his brother, who was the sisters, it was Tamar, his sister's full brother gets so angry. I mean, he's just like for two years, it says in the passage that he was raging with anger and um, 
eventually he avenges his sister by killing Amnon, the man that raped that raped Tamar. And when he kills him, David is just so like the whole mess that David's world is creating, right? So David's he he ends up leaving this boy Joab ends up I'm sorry not Joab um Absalom ends up leaving and he runs off after this murder and he stays somewhere for a while but David's heart grows really weary and I think David's heart grew weary because he'd lost his daughter Mm -hmm. he lost two sons one to death and one to being the murderer and I think he's just kind of contemplating life and he's just like this isn't how I wanted my family to turn Mm -hmm. out and he keeps his oldest son away he doesn't want his oldest son to come back he keeps him at arm's length he ignores that he's out there and one of his um, one of his helpers says to him, you know, like he's really sad. He's really downtrodden. We need to figure out what we're going to do with King David. You know, he's missing his boy. There's a lot of grief going on. How can we make this better? So he goes into Tekoa and he finds the wise woman of Tekoa and he asks her to dress up like a mourner and to go before King David and to say, that she had lost a son. He basically wants her to play this part of a mourner and he wants mm-hmm. her to tell a story to David that he lost a son. And the story, the story is very similar to the story of David's situation because we all know that David, he, he ends up being able to reason and then he sees reason in her story and he makes a godly judgment. Mm-hmm. But then she turns around and says, well, if you're going to do that, if, I, if you want me to do that, then you need to do that for your son that you banned mm-hmm, from the community. Mm-hmm. And so he's sort of a taken back by her. And then she's done her job. She's done the, the part that she was asked to play. But then because her and David engage in this conversation, she ends up several times, I think like verse 9, verse 12, verse 15, and actually from even beyond 15, you start seeing her talk freely. Mm. And she starts to engage David in like a really free, open conversation. And I thought to myself, what a brave woman. You know, Mm -hmm. she went in there to do what she was being asked of. But yet she went above and beyond that because she was wise. Mm -hmm. She engaged Mm -hmm. a further conversation. So she kind of went off script from her remit of what she was being hired to do. Mm -hmm. And she was like, actually, I've got an audience with the king. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take this as far as I can. And she spoke to him with very wise words. And I think her obedience obedience to the situation her obedience to say yeah I'll go in and I'll do this I'll help Mm -hmm. King David she actually just I feel like she became that trumpet of wisdom and Mm -hmm. that trumpet of knowledge that God wanted to use for David Mm -hmm. and God knew that this woman being sent in was going to be the woman that was going to go above and beyond Mm -hmm. and I loved that so she didn't stop at playing the part Mm -hmm. she went all the way with the wisdom that God had given her and she had used her God-given wisdom to have this conversation with him. And for me, I mean, later on you see the fruit of it and how it comes about and how it unfolds. And yeah, a lot of people will say, oh, maybe she wasn't wise because she, um, later on the son ends up killing David or trying to kill David or whatever. But the the point is, is this, is that David had already had that whole situation with Bathsheba. Mm -hmm. And I think that the curse was already laid upon the family tree as how it was going to be. So I still think she did her part. And I think that's really lovely because she got this audience and then I think her gifting uh-huh. took her the extra mile. So almost like if you're obedient to what your call is, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how the story's going to play out. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. need to be obedient to your you just call need to within go that to person's it. story. Just do yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So that's one of my favorite stories of obedience. Yeah. And it's fairly new because I've been to Bible college and everything and I was like, who is this woman of Jacoa? And how have I never <laughs> seen this before? And Jacqueline, you're always setting me up with a challenge yeah. to teach something, you know, and I'm always like, I've got to find a morsel for Jacqueline. <laughs> so, and then my story of disobedience, it plays back to King David as well. Mm-hmm. And the story of him and Bathsheba. 
and how he basically i mean he he broke like several commandments do you realize that like he envied another man's wife (laughs) he murdered somebody Mm -hmm. um he like lied so he broke several of god's commands Mm -hmm. and i think like here was a man that god said is a man after my own heart Mm -hmm. and i often Mm -hmm. think about david's original relationship and sometimes Mm -hmm. we can sort of find a parallel with david that first love with god you know he was passionately in love with him he was out in the field he was god's chosen man Mm -hmm. um you know out of all the different men that could be chosen david was chosen because he was passionately in love with god he would sit in the fields he'd play his harp he'd take care of the sheep and he learned how to love God out and out mm-hmm. in the um, the general knowledge of, you know, how God speaks to us in nature. Mm-hmm. And he worshipped him, fell in love with God. God fell in love with him. They had this beautiful relationship. And then as David grows in power, mm-hmm. he gets kind of lazy. Mm. Um, he should have been working. I mean, I know that's like a cheeky way of putting it, but he was supposed to be at war. Mm -hmm. So we see compromise. So we talked about compromise in one of our podcasts before, but we see these slow compromises of David. And then we see the big compromise, you know, the smaller Mm -hmm. ones built into these. So these little disobediences, these little foxes that ruin the vine, it's called in the Song of Solomon. So these little foxes that would come in and and they would kind of eat away at the commitment, eat away Mm -hmm. at that first love, eat away and cause compromise. And then that turned into, a, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, murder. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you go from that to that? Yeah. So these massive acts of disobedience mm-hmm. with Bathsheba wasn't the first act. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, mm-hmm. if you go into a story, you find out he became disobedient when he started numbering the people. And God had said specifically, don't number the people. Mm-hmm. So we can see the little foxes that kind of ate away at the vine. And then... The big, big one, you know, and then that had its own consequences with the baby being born and then the baby passing. And then mm-hmm. the then God saying, like, listen, the sword is never going to depart from your family now. And then we go on to the story that we heard before that I was just talking yeah. about. So I think he bore the consequences, but I also believe he never stopped being in love with God or mm-hmm. God in love with him. And I'm not I'm not saying he was restored to where he was in the beginning, because obviously we see like every man he passed away and. You know, he's not like Enoch. He didn't get raptured, you know, but his disobedience. And I feel bad for David sometimes. I often wonder sometimes when we get to heaven and we meet these guys, are they going to look at us and go, man, you, you boarded my story of disobedience everywhere, you know? How dare you? Would you want me to do that to you? But he is a good example of disobedience, but he's also a really good example of the slow burn away from God. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what I like. It's, it's a warning, that mm-hmm. slow burn. And we've all had had that and maybe recovered from it Uh or had it and not recovered Mm. from it. And I would say if you haven't recovered, come running back. I mean, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Isn't it good that we have such a a versatile. When we look at the Bible, there's so, you know, it's not, well, this person believes in God and they lived every single day out of their life. Absolutely perfectly. The Bible shows us time and time again, look, this person messed up here, but they came back. This mm-hmm. is how we fixed it. They messed up here, but they came back. Yeah. And it just shows that, you know, God is always waiting. We shouldn't be trying to mess up. Mm-hmm. No. But when no. we do mess up and we will mess up, yeah. then God is waiting with mm-hmm. his arms open, mm-hmm. ready to embrace us and forgive us. Amen. We are his like children. the prodigal mm-hmm. son. Absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you very much, Danny. Mm-hmm. So my two, I'm going to start with my Beijing's one and it's the when we started when we were kind of batting this idea around it was Mary the um, mother of Jesus that came to my oh, head aye. because I think that is such a, 
an obedience right there, isn't mm-hmm. it? Young girl, mm-hmm. young lady, um, who, virgin girl, who's an angels came along, told her, you know, you've tasked with this almighty calling that you are going to carry, deliver and raise the son of God, the yeah. saviour of the world. I mean, that's massive. Um, and she was just a child herself. You know, there's so many different aspects to this story. And the angel explained to her, you don't actually see she's not going, no, wait a minute, you're wrong, this can't happen. You just <laughs> see her kind of going, but how can this be? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, to me, when I read that, I'm not reading it like it was a, don't be so stupid. This is, <laughs> to me, it was a, how can this be? Mm-hmm. You know, genuinely tell me how this, and then she accepts it. When the angel explains the Holy Spirit will come upon her and she will be, she'll be with child. Um, I don't think, I, I don't think I would be, Asking his little questions. Mm. I think I'd be really wanting mm. to know the ins and outs, mm-hmm. you know, what will people say and what will people do. But panic would set yeah, in. Absolutely. <laughs> um or go on, go and just run it past me again. <laughs> what did you did you really mean that? But actually Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May it happen to me according to your word, and then the angel left. Mm. I mean that just kind of blows my mind. Mm. Um look 145 says and blessed is she that believes and shall be and shall be a performance of those things which were told to her from the Lord can't have been an easy calling but she did it and she was obedient and Mm -hmm. she followed God's call in her life a great example of you know really where God guides God provides Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he's given her this baby again and I know I keep you know this young virgin girl Mm -hmm. think of it would have been an easy journey for her it would have been an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Joseph could have, you know, said, "Well, I'm not going to make you. I'm not going to marry you." Yeah. The people in the town will be speaking about her. She could have been really easily humiliated, but I believe she just had this really calm assurance of, mm. "This is, you know, this is what I've been called to do." But not only that, she had to watch people hate her son, mm-hmm. and she had to watch her son die on the cross. Yeah. An innocent man. The only sinless man that has ever walked in this earth mm-hmm. and she had to watch him on the cross mm-hmm. and watch you know watch the life yeah. leave him yeah and she was and she gave birth to that that must have hurt. I mean on it actually that like that song hurt. um Mary did, did you know, know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. whenever I listen to that song I just think Mary what, what must you have been thinking mm. But what I feel that we see the whole time is that she just remained obedient. Mm-hmm. She just knew that that was her calling. She mm-hmm. had other children today. Mm-hmm. She had a life to do. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, she knew that that was the son of God and that she just had to be obedient and step up mm-hmm. to what God was asking her to do. Just really blows my mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the flip side of that, I have, um, we go to the Old Testament and we look at the book of Jonah. So we've got Jonah and um, Jonah was told by God, you know, arise, go to Nineveh, tell the people, you know, to kind of change their ways. <laughs> but Jonah rose up and he went to Tarshish. He went the complete opposite direction. <laughs> he, I, mean, I get to it. To actually think that you can flee from the presence of God <laughs> mm-hmm. is, you know, it's quite... That really is somebody who doesn't mm. want to obey what God's telling them to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that takes guts. <laughs> like, yeah. to go out. I'm out. <laughs> so he, he got on a ship, and when he's on the ship, there is this almighty storm that's came out, and you know, they're casting lots to see who they're going to throw overboard. And Jonah was, he was a bit like, 
think it might be me. <laughs> I think you should throw me overboard because he knows fine well that mm. he can't flee from the presence mm-hmm. of God, and mm-hmm. he knows that he had a calling in God's life. I mean, that's quite, it's quite a, um, you know, strong reprimand, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know the story. Get thrown overboard, and you know, for all the books we've read to our kids as they've grown up into the belly, belly of the whale. whale, but you know, belly of a big fish. If we're going to be correct about it, <laughs> um, and then he did. Well, he did go to Nineveh, didn't he? He did. Mm-hmm. And he spread the word that God told him to spread. And then... Grudgingly. Grudgingly. <laughs> so God but taught him this. But it was still effective. Which well, he's got one was. strong yeah. personality. <laughs> wow. And smell after being in that fish. But God said to the <laughs> people, you know, we will, you know, well, if you do this, this, then I will spare you. And John is like, what do you mean? These are not nice people. These are blah, blah, blah. And he basically had a bit of a temper tantrum, didn't mm-hmm. he, with God? That's that's the only way, really, to to describe it. I think he would be considered today a strong-willed child. Mm. <laughs> and do you know, yeah, maybe. what I've really seen from this is the, the impact of not being obedient to God. Mm-hmm. So Mary was obedient to God, and we had you know, the same oh, of the, the world. Of the world. Yeah, know. that's a good... And, um, then we've got Jonah, who his obedience was to go and preach to tell people of God's love. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't went to Nineveh, these people would have perished. Mm-hmm. Okay, But also because he chose to run away from God onto the boat, if he hadn't kind of held up his hands and said it might be me, well, that might have been shipwrecked. There mm-hmm. might have been other souls lost because mm-hmm. of his disobedience. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm aware that they, these are quite kind of strong consequences. Mm-hmm. But when we're being disobedient to God... How many other people are missing out mm-hmm. on what God has for them through us, mm-hmm. through being disobedient? I do believe God, if you constantly say, don't answer your call and God will find somebody else. Of course mm-hmm. he will. But, you know, he's called you for it Aye. for a reason, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and really to try and do things, not with that, you know, what, what was the word Julie you used about him? You know, that kind of grumpiness, kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did it grudgingly. Grudgingly, yeah. that attitude. But whereas when we look at Mary, she was this willing vessel and it tells us that she, you know, held the word of God in her heart. You know, and that's, mm-hmm. there's a difference, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So both in the end got the job done, mm-hmm. but one did it completely with the right heart. Yeah, and, and one the other one was grudging. basically a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> he was Tamper tantrumer. Do you no. know what you were saying when you said um, God will send someone to get the yeah. job done even if you want? I mean, Deborah is a really good example yeah. of that because mm-hmm. there was all these people that like, God was calling them out to judge and they were like, nah, you're mm-hmm. all right, you're all right. And then he was like, fine, Deborah's going to do it then and she'll mm-hmm. be willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And she was a great judge. And even within that story, mm-hmm. there's, you know, Deborah tells one of the men to go do this and he's like, and no. He's like, no. So then she then sent, yeah. she says, well, we'll send somebody else. It's a woman. And I'll get the glory for it. Yeah. They'll get the glory and for that, it. You know, so it, there's so many examples as yeah. well. So, you know, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I can see mm-hmm. there's times where I'm really happy with yeah. the call. Not so happy with yeah. the call. I think it's interesting because, okay, yeah, there's consequences for sure. But I also think like even when we do it grudgingly, um, I don't think God necessarily like is happy with that. But I think he was, I think, that he's an example of sometimes when you're in the ministry, I'm taking it from that perspective, you can become so begrudging Mm -hmm. and you're doing your job out of this sort of grumpy, I'm so tired of people. And it's about pulling back and remembering like you have a calling on your life. You know, it's not about the people per se, as much as the obedience to Mm -hmm. me. Yeah. So 
And if you're getting a bit grumpy about it, yeah, the you better get that back. Call to minister over. They're they're going to feel yeah. The impact oh from yeah, that. they'll they'll feel mm. it. Yep, I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Julie? Uh, I thought about Esther for my obedience um, offering. Um, She was an orphan. Um, She was brought up by, some people say her cousin, some people say her uncle, Melchizedek. Mm. Um, He was an older relative, um, raised her. Somehow she ended up um, catching the eye of the king Mm. of Persia um, and became queen. She must have been pretty. Which is like a, yeah. a crazy really like orphan queen. Like that's, yeah, that's it. What? She's the orphan queen. The orphan queen. Really <laughs> guided like, by her uncle. It sounds like a game. Yeah. The orphan queen. <laughs> D&D. Um, so basically she catches eye of the king, ends up becoming queen. He is just, you know, besotted with her. Mm. Um, and... Um, one of the king's advisors, who's not a very nice man, no. has a thing against Melchizedek and also all Jews because mm-hmm. he's Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has some power and some influence. And so he goes to the king and he says, basically, will you please sign a decree to wipe out all the mm-hmm. Jews and the and the empire? So he's like mm-hmm. Hitler number one. And the king was like, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, know, I don't right? understand. Like, okay. Politics. So <clears throat> he signed off on it. <laughs> and um, Melchizedek says to Esther, look, you need to go and plead with the king on our behalf. Mm-hmm. Like you've, uh, what did he say? Um, perhaps he said something like, yeah, for such a time as mm-hmm. this, you were, you were, you became queen just for this very purpose. Mm-hmm. Like who would have thought you, you mm-hmm. would have become queen and now this has happened mm-hmm. and you're the only one, the only one mm-hmm. that has the opportunity to actually do something about it. Mm. So... She, I mean, to, to go before the king without being invited is a death sentence. Yeah, that's a no-no. But Mordecai just really guided her the mm-hmm. whole yeah. way, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she she risks it all. She goes before the king. Um, and because the king genuinely loved her, mm-hmm. um, he listened. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, she used her influence to help her people mm-hmm. escape annihilation, that's basically. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, she risked her life. Because she believed God had put her in that position yeah. as queen for that exact purpose, um, and the whole the whole situation gets turned on its head completely, mm-hmm. um, because she trusted God and she did what she knew she was put there to do. Yeah. Um, the Jews are preserved, and they actually rise in status within the empire as well. Like, um, I've been saying the wrong name. I haven't. As Mordecai. 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 I, I thought Mordecai. I was like, I'm like, it's not Mordecai. 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 No, it's not. He was the priest in the Old Testament. Apologies, I did ladies. look at Danny. It's uh, Mordecai. I, I was just going to let you I go. Have I might have it written down. down. Yeah, it's okay. Melchizedek is a priest from the Old Testament. <laughs> right, okay. okay. But so we got it. We meant to redeem yourself. Mordecai. name? Oh. Oh. Come on, go. Haman? Haman. Oh, just pet me. The post. I was going to say Haman. This is what we do in our spare time, guys. What we do is we pit ourselves against each other. Mordecai, uncle, cousin, Mordecai. Uncle, cousin? Orphan, queen, and uncle, cousin. He becomes an advisor to the king. That's awesome. What a turnaround. As advisor to the king, he basically, God then has an influence over the king through... Mordecai, because it. he has a relationship with God and he mm-hmm. has influence mm-hmm. over the king. So it's like a really cool, like, how it all got turned mm-hmm. around. Um, but it's it's a good example of how 
and like we were talking about being in the world we mm. can continue to live faithfully in a culture that doesn't even Absolutely. acknowledge god wow mm-hmm. um so go and read the book of Esther, ladies. It's Mordecai. <laughs> and, um, and it's, a, it's a, the story's a bit, it's a bit soap opera. Mm. It is. I think the whole Old Testament yeah. is soap opera. Yeah, it is. Like no. when the kids in shots used to be like, oh, they just just to stir up drama. I was like, listen, you don't need to stir up drama. You don't need to watch River or whatever. <laughs> just go read the Old Testament. It'll rock your world. <laughs> I know. And I think the thing about Esther is she really talk about been really obedient to what she was told to do. Now the interesting thing is, God is never mentioned within that. No, that's within right. That yeah. book of the alluded, Bible, which alluded, is quite yeah. yeah alluded, but never mm-hmm. fully. You know, it's yeah. not God told her to do this. So we have to kind of read between the lines, I guess, to say that you know mm. her uncle was the one you know, really hearing from God and really mm-hmm. guiding her. Yeah, but she actually presented herself in front of the king and spoke, mm-hmm. and that could have actually. Been the death sentence to her. Well, it was mm-hmm. the death sentence yeah, for the one before her. Yeah. The one before so her the died. The fact that she That's was right. that obedient yeah. and she carried that out when it yeah. could have been end of story. Yeah. For her. So it was a risk. And, she risked oh, her life yeah. for the Amazing. people. Mm-hmm. And then all the stuff that we see, Haman got hung in his own gallows that he built mm-hmm. for Mordecai. Oh, just amazing. amazing. So much in that book. So many twists it. and turns and <laughs> cliffhangers and yeah, plot twists. Absolutely. And... I think yeah. reading it is the best way to do it. Like when people yeah. try to retell that story in visual yeah. form, I'm like, nah, and I'll just then, read it. And, and yeah. then, yeah. and then that's happened, yeah. and then that happened. I like it in just a go story. Read it. Yeah, just go, go read, read it. it. Go read it. <laughs> um, well, my, my disobedience example is also a bit soap opera. Like, so <laughs> it's um, Abram and Sarai, who would later become Abraham and Sarah. So yes. this is before their names were changed. Um, before the promise. There's of... so much drama in the Bible. Well, those two have like, a lot of drama, so by the way. They like, do. Their whole they relationship do. is drama. Yeah. I would have gave up. <laughs> I'm not into drama. Well, um, so Abram had been promised many, 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 many descendants, as we know. But his wife, Sarah, was, um, Sarai was barren. So... They started off trusting God to fulfill mm-hmm. the promise, you know, somehow. But after some time had passed, they, they were getting old. They compromised. They were getting old. No <laughs> child had come. We have a theme of compromising. Yeah. They decided to take matters into their own hands via the womb of Hagar, Sarah's mm-hmm. servant. Really bad idea. Terrible idea. It caused so many issues between the women. Mm-hmm. Jealousy, resentment, heartache, division. You know, She was part of their family as a servant and then... They just threw her into this situation and it just caused all kinds of problems. When we take matters Sarai into our and, and um, Hagar. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so they got impatient, waiting for God to fulfil his promise and they made a big mess. Um, but we see that God is still faithful to them. Mm-hmm. He still kept his promise. He gave them Isaac and all the descendants that, that he promised them. Um, and he's also gracious to Hagar as well and her mm-hmm. son. He, was he so protects good to Hagar. them and yeah. brings them back into the fold. Um, and he's so gracious not to write us off either when mm-hmm. we try and do things our own way. Um, yeah, he's just always so gentle with us, isn't he? And merciful. Mm-hmm. And It doesn't change the promise. You no. know, like he didn't take the promise away from him. Yeah. He fulfilled the promise in spite of their crazy... Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. their... yeah he was faithful. Mm-hmm. And then we think about how Abraham, do you think he learned his lesson then when God was saying, you know, take Isaac 
up that wee mountain? And yeah. he's like, yeah, God, I'm doing it. Yeah, <laughs> obedience. Thinking, oh, yep. like, yeah, that's yeah. obedience. And, and he must have had, that must have been a painful obedience. Oh, right. You know, a, that would have been similar to me of the Mary obedience. Because yeah. mm-hmm. anytime you bring a child into yeah. your like situation, like when you as a parent view the suffering of your child, mm-hmm. it, it's like, forget it. Your yeah. head just goes Absolutely. topsy-turvy. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Can't, mm-hmm. It's not even somewhere you... But the obedience yeah. there. Obedience, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, awesome. so we should probably have like a theme tune for this episode where it's like, dun dun dun, as the Bible Old Testament drama folds out, <laughs> we reach the story of. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it is just so dramatic, and and I think like we're reading it and we just kind of sometimes gasp at what we see mm-hmm. because. We so self-righteously go, obedience. And then, you know, we're like, oh, yeah. totally, I'm so obedient to Jesus. But the reality is, like, we know, you know. Yeah. And then when we create our own drama, we create so much drama. Mm-hmm. I hate drama. It's so just, <laughs> like, ugh, I don't have time for it. Like, I shortcut everything now. I'm like, nah, I'm not dealing with that. Just leave it alone. No drama. <laughs> just be obedient and knock it off. Yeah, so just behave. Yeah, just, just behave. behave. Just Stop acting like behave. a two-year-old. You know. <laughs> Okay, ladies. So that was, you know, really interesting to hear our different takes and the mm-hmm. and there's so many. Isn't there? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh every page I, of the Bible yeah. you can see. Yeah. I love that we offered up biblical stories and not our yeah. own because we'd be totally ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I mean. We're gonna get to heaven and they're like, Hey, you had no problem sharing yeah. our stories. <laughs> you know? Well, let's just wait till the next episode for that, Danielle. <laughs> okay, and we'll then. see how the disobedience Uh-oh. and disobedience goes. So do, do we have anything else we want to add in here before Mm-mm. we close? No. Are we no. good to go? Okay. So to close, to obey is to do something willingly mm-hmm. without question. A bit mm-hmm. like when we ask our kids to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds please. good. And then they just go, okay. Yeah. But without going, why? Yeah. Well, because it needs emptied. Mm-hmm. You know, but to uh, to really truly obey is just on that first ask, yeah. that they would just go do it. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to disobey is the opposite, and it is a choice. We decide mm-hmm. that we are, might not be a really conscious decision, yeah, but really it is, isn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. It is. Romans eight twenty eight says, "And we know that God causes everything to work together for good." For the good to those who have been called. Is that it? Yeah, just finish it off. <laughs> Sorry, no, no. You go ahead. You go no, ahead. no, you're. I'll start again because... Do you want us to say it with you? Yeah. Well, yeah, we all got the same. Go. <laughs> Julie's like, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> and you know that God has caused everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even when we do mess up, yeah. God can still yeah. make it right, can't he? Yeah. Let's look at takeaways. Do you have a takeaway, Danielle? Oh, I do have a takeaway. When Julie was talking about how they lost their patience with God... Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, I have done that so many times in my life when mm. I, I felt like God had said something was going to happen and it just took so long to uh-huh. happen or in a different route, you know, mm-hmm. and I even deal this with this with my own kids, you know, they have an idea of what they want mm-hmm. and I'm like, but in God's timing and in God's way, it's so different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely patience with, mm-hmm. with how God wants to fulfill it. Cause we've envisioned it one way yeah. and God, like how they envisioned it was one way. And then when it wasn't happening that way, it was like, well, we'll just go get that lady and we'll make her pregnant. And we'll, you know, it's like we all of a sudden start doing crazy, crazy. And the reality is we just need to be patient Mm -hmm. and it can take a lifetime for God to fulfill some of his promises. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Definitely. My takeaway is that to just remember that when we mess up, 
that and we're not obedient mm-hmm. that there's lots of times where God shows us in the Bible that you know we might not be obedient one time but we can be obedient the next mm-hmm. and you know he can keep kind back. of rectifying things you don't have to stay disobedient yeah that's it yeah. you have to stay yeah. naughty yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julie um, I think just God's always faithful, isn't he? Even when we mess up, like we were we were yeah. all talking about there, um, he remains faithful. He doesn't mess up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and when we try to do things our own way, he always makes a way for us to come back to obedience. Mm-hmm. And that's always a better option, isn't it? Mm-hmm. To Absolutely. just do what we're asked in the first place instead of going round the houses and doing all the <laughs> other the other ways, uh-huh. other versions, other options, and then go, oh, okay, I'll do it your way now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And again, there. when we talk about that, I'm just seeing when we're asking our kids to do stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I quite often say, if you would just do it the first time, yes, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't add more stuff on. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Danielle, would you like to close us in prayer? Yes, dear Lord, thank you for this time to look into your word and to see lessons, lessons from other people's lives of what it is to be obedient and the outcome of that, and what it is to be disobedient and the outcome of that, Lord. And I want to pray for ourselves, but also for those who are listening, that you would take us down the path of obedience, Lord, that that stubborn streak inside of us or that thing that thinks it knows better Mm. or um, just the impatience, Lord, you know, especially for people who I know are waiting for like a a partner or, you know, they want to get on to the next stage of their life or they're waiting for something, you know, just to break. Lord, just cause us to be patient. Would you work within us? Um, just that reliance upon you and the knowledge that if we do choose your path, though it might be difficult, it will be for the best outcome for all of them, for all of us, Lord, for ourselves and for those who are involved in our lives. So God, would you make us to have hearts of obedience and, um, and that you would help us to make that choice. Like Jacqueline was saying, it's a choice. So God help us to make the choice for obedience. So we pray all of this father in Jesus name. So thanks again for joining us, ladies. Thanks, ladies. We look forward to you joining us next time where we will Mm -mm -mm. speak a wee bit about where we've been obedient or not disobedient in our own lives. I didn't know we were doing that. I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Again, pop over to Instagram, like, follow, share. And we would love if you would just share the podcast with your your friends that you really think that they would really, um, God can minister to them for it. So thank you and we'll see you again next time. Bye. Bye. We are so glad you joined us for this episode. If you enjoyed spending time with us and think others would too, please would you do us a favor, like, share, and review the podcast. Also, you could leave us a message of what your takeaway was from the episode. This helps us get the message of God's goodness out to more people. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, links in bio. In the meantime, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his